0: that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Underwood and Flinch. After Hours. A companion podcast to the Underwood and Flinch saga featuring news, Q&As, and random trivia about the series. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to uh, Underwood and Flinch After Hours. And it's just me this time because Pauline is at work today. I'm so sorry. I, I can hear the disappointment in your ears. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, this uh, this episode was supposed to come out last month, but it didn't uh, because, um, well... Nobody sent me any questions concerning episode three of season three of Underwood and Flinch. And, um, you know, well, I, I was just kind of waiting, you know, for the, for these questions to arrive and thinking, oh, one will turn up soon. I'm sure. Just just wait a little longer. Wait a little longer. Um, but uh, but it didn't. <laughs> so uh, finally, I guess I I just got the message that you were sending me. There's there's nothing in episode three that anyone has any questions about. Clearly, everything was understood about the episode. There are no questions to ask, because there are no mysteries that merit your further inquiry. So let's just forget episode three. And indeed, let's forget about all these single episode uh, influenced q Q&As altogether, because... No listener has sent me any questions at all about the first three episodes. So, yeah, I'm taking the hint. I'm getting the message. And I'm dropping the idea uh, of a podcast dedicated to single episode Q&As completely. Yes, goodbye to all that. However, I'm not going to, you know, move on completely from that uh, subject just yet, because, I don't know, maybe you do have some questions about season three and you were waiting for for this show to get to the relevant episode before sending in your questions. Maybe. Well, anyway, uh, assuming that that's the case, uh, then now, whatever episode it was that was, you know, causing you to scratch your head in bewilderment, you can ask me uh, for the next Episode of this podcast, the July episode of this podcast, which will be the Q and A show for the whole of season three, the whole thing, you know. In fact, why restrict the subject matter at all? You can ask me anything about Underwood and Flinch, season one, season two, or season three. Questions on season three would be my preference, but you know, I've got a show to fill. So, whatever questions you've got. Fire away and I will answer them on the next podcast with my lovely wife, Pauline, taking your questions and grilling me relentlessly on your behalf. Just send them in to me at mike at mikebennettauthor.com and do it soon, perhaps, because uh, that email address is on a kind of, you know, a trial offer thing to see if I think it's worth investing in for my website. And, um, well, so far, I I don't. (laughs) Uh, 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 So I'll probably get rid of it. So, Go on, uh, email me your questions. Let me get at least one email in that uh, account's inbox before I retire the whole thing as a bad idea. Thank you so much. So, now that's out of the way, what Underwood and Flinch news do I have to share? Uh, Well, I I, I do have some news, actually. Over at Patreon, I've, I've now finished another book, in the Underwood and Flinch saga. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the new one is called Underwood and Flinch: The Devil of Claverton. Although it started out as Underwood and Flinch Legion and you know that's still the the title on the individual podcast episodes that you'll hear when you listen to them. Which is a bit confusing, but, uh, you know, that's that's what happens when you you write and podcast chapters as you go along. Uh, you start out with one title because, you know, when I started the book, I, I figured I'm writing a novel and a novel needs a title. So I'll use um, Legion, even though Legion is the name of the novel that I'm intending to write after uh, the story of of what is now the devil of Claverton, I thought, well, you know, maybe the Claverton story could be kind of a prologue to this larger novel that's still to come. And so I'll just make it a really, really big book. That's not a bad idea, is it? Yes, actually, it turns out it is. It's a really bad idea because really big books are really bad ideas for indie publishers because they cost so much to produce. But anyway, so I set off into the, the, the writing and, and the podcasting with that title, Legion. And um, about halfway through it, you know, through, through podcasting, writing and podcasting the whole thing, I realised that the Claverton story was not a kind of prologue to Legion, but it was uh, a novel or novella uh, in its own right. And so uh, I'm now in the process of changing the title from Legion to The Devil of Claverton Everywhere so that one day, that's all it will be. Confused? Don't be. Suffice it to say, I've written another UNF book, uh, and the audio episodes are there at Patreon, along with the 60 episodes of Underwood and Flinch Underground. Uh, Which reminds me, uh, I'm afraid I'm not through with the confusion just yet, Uh, those 60 episodes of Underground are, it turns out, too many. You know, I said a moment ago that uh, really big books are really bad ideas for indie authors like me because the books cost so much to produce. Well, um, I learned that when I got to the end of Underground. See, what happened was, um, when I was writing and podcasting Underground, I just kept going and going, chapter after chapter, episode after episode, knowing that eventually I would get to my ending. But not knowing how long it was going to take me to get there or, at that time, that I was cheerfully overwriting the standard novel word limit by an ever-growing amount. You see, when you're writing a normal novel, you know, a standalone novel, you have a beginning, a middle and an end. You write the whole novel out and then you edit it and then you publish it. But when you're writing a saga like the Underwood and Flinch saga, you're writing a story that doesn't kind of have an end. It just keeps going, like a soap opera, on and on. And there are places, of course, every now and then, where you can end the book. They're they're like the ends of different cycles of action in the the ongoing narrative. The action rises and falls, and so on. What they call three-act structure. But three-act structure typically likes that last act to be an ending. I did have an ending for Underground. You know, I had, that under- I had my ending and I was working towards it. I knew where I was going. Um, but I don't have an editor. I don't have a publisher. No one's telling me to cut stuff or, or to keep the word count down because of the limitations of book size. No, I'm, I'm writing a podcast saga. I can jolly well write what I like. I can keep on going without worrying about word count and all that sort of thing because print is not my medium. I sell next to no books at all, because people who enjoy my work do so through podcasts, not paperbacks. But, saying that, many of my audience do love to have my stories available as audiobooks, so that they can have, you know, the whole story without intros and outros and music and all that sort of thing. They can just listen to the whole thing uninterrupted. So, what I do then is is endeavour, at least, to bring my podcast saga out in that medium, you know, as audiobooks. But to do this at Audible, which is, you know, really the only horse in the game, uh, requires that you have an e-book version of the book as well. You have to have the, the e-book version on Kindle before you can have it on Audible. The two things have to, to coexist in the Amazon uh, ecosphere as it were. So that said, once Underground was finished, I sat back and reviewed it. And I thought, "Ho, oh, jeepers, this is some big book. Its word count is 311,788 words. And I thought, I can't edit all of this. Maybe I can hire someone to do it for me. So I contacted an editor, uh, and when I told her the word count, she said it was three times the size of the average novel, uh, and so it would cost me three times the price of editing the average novel too. A lot of editors charge it by the word. So if Underground, you know, as it was, was 311,788 words, uh, you can see that it, it, it's quite a pricey book to edit. But anyway, there's more. Um, If I'm going to bring my books out as Kindle titles, I might as well eventually bring them out as physical books as well, you know, paperbacks and and hardbacks. And when I do this, you know, because I'm an independent, um, the book will be manufactured via a process called print-on-demand publishing. What's that? Well, it's like it says on a tin. They print a book when you demand one. You order it and they print it. Just the one book. Now, obviously, major publishing houses don't do this with their new titles. They do a a print run of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands, maybe more, Um, because the bigger the print run, the cheaper it is for the publisher per book printed, because it's a bulk order. The bigger the bulk, the lower the price. But conversely, the smaller the order, the more costly the book. And this is why, I think at least, print-on-demand books are so pricey to produce, Like, for example, my physical copies of um, Underwood & Flinch Book 1, which has 60,600 words less than Underwood & Flinch Underground and sells from a print-on-demand site called lulu.com, those books are very expensive to buy. Uh, I just checked the hardback price in euros in the Lulu store and it's currently available at 43 euros and 51 cents. And only a tiny amount of that is my profit. I only take a small amount because I'm trying to keep the price down. You know, I figure it's already expensive enough as it is, so the last thing I want to do is push it up any higher. Um, And also, you know, you need to consider that if ever I do get a publishing deal, and it's not unthinkable, um, no publisher is going to print a book the size of Underground for, you know, a new signee like me they'll edit it down. They will slash the word count. They will cut scenes. They will reduce the book down to uh, something much more affordable to produce. And I don't want that. And I'm sure you don't want that. So uh, what do I do then? Well, there is a solution. I came to the conclusion that underground needs to be cut in half. It needs to be two books, not one. Each of these volumes will still have a beginning, a middle and an end because, you know, it was written as a book of two halves anyway, so that's not a problem. The first book or volume, if you prefer, will be called Underwood and Flinch Underground and the second volume will be called Underwood and Flinch in Tenebris, which, if you remember your season three episodes really well, you'll recall means in darkness in Latin. It's part of the company motto for um, you know Underwood's lawyers, Daventry and West. Intanibris looks. Do you remember? So those will be the two titles, Underground and Intanibris, when they come out as ebooks and audiobooks, and eventually paperbacks and hardbacks. That means then, eventually the Underwood and Flinch saga will look like this. Volume one, Underwood and Flinch. Volume two Blood and Smoke, Volume 3, Underground, Volume 4, In Tenebris, and Volume 5, The Devil of Claverton, And yes, most likely Volume 6, which I am writing at the moment, supported by my fabulous patrons at Patreon, will be called Legion. Probably, because as you know, Book titles get changed as authors are in the process of writing those books. Hey, speaking of which, here's a completely unknown fact about my fiction. I've never told you this. The working title of One Among the Sleepless, before I came up with its final title, uh, and that happened, again, about three quarters of the way through writing the book, was Baselines, which is an awful title, <laughs> As soon as I came up with one among the sleepless, bass lines was gone. Huzzah Oh my goodness, yes. Huzzah. Oh okay. I think I think that's enough for for one podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Now that I've confused the hell out of you, I will leave you. My work here is done. But I will, I hope. <clears throat> Be back next month with my lovely wife Pauline to answer your Underwood and Flinch questions pertaining to season three and any other matters arising. So email me those questions at mike at mikebennettauthor.com and we will have, I'm sure, a very enjoyable show. Thank you. For listening, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you've enjoyed this glimpse into my crazy right to podcast working life. Uh, And if you'd like to help keep powering it and get your ears around the rest of Underwood and Flinch, Underground, and uh, Intenebris and the Devil of Claverton and all the rest of it, then do please sign up at my Patreon. Uh, But if you don't want to, then, well, don't. All that stuff will come out here for free eventually, one day. It's just that at the rate I release stuff, it may be, um, well, your kids will enjoy it, I'm sure. Or your grandkids, even. So why postpone joy? Seize the day. It's only $3, or the equivalent sum in your local currency. Uh, But saying that, saying, you know, seize the day and all that, it is best for you to wait until the start of any month before you sign up, because Patreon charges you on the day you sign up, for the month you sign up in. So if you sign up at the end of June, you will get charged for June, and then on the 1st of July, you will get charged again for the month of July too. Ouch! If you can avoid that, you want to, right? So, wait till the start of July, or the start of any month, before you sign up, and then you will only pay once. Isn't that a good idea? I think so. All right. Enough from me then, ladies and gentlemen. I must away. I must get back to writing Underwood and Flinch, volume six. It's going to be a big one. Oh no, wait, that's probably a bad idea. Uh, Okay, scratch that. Let's just say uh, I'll get back to writing it. So uh, thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. I do hope you enjoyed it, even though I'm sure in places it was a bit bewildering, but you know, that's just the way it is. Uh, Until the next time, then, Uh, until the moon rises again over, well, me anyway, and hopefully Pauline, take care and farewell. The music you're listening to is Rolling at Five by Kevin McLeod. To find out more, visit Incomptech.com. Links in the show notes for this episode at MikeBannettAuthor.com.